Welcome to the CIS Voices podcast. This podcast features Davidson College seniors speaking about their experiences in the Center for Interdisciplinary Studies, referred to as CIS or the Center. I'm Jane Mangan, the current CIS director, and I'll be your host. Today, I'm speaking with Lily Green, who is a global literary theory major, working with uh, professors Patricia Boyer and Kira Keatrees. Thanks for coming on the show today, Lily. Yeah, thank you for having me. So I want to start back sort of at the beginning and ask you what you thought you'd major in when you came to Davidson. Um, yeah, I think I didn't come in with a very clear idea. Like I've always been a person who like likes a lot of different things. Um, but I think like I always like literature was always a passion of mine. So like I thought about English, but then I also thought a little bit about like political science um, and maybe wanting to like go into diplomacy or something. Um, but yeah, I think global literary theory was kind of a really good like kind of compromise between the two for me, um, being able to like think about literature, but like in a more like global way and like also use my language um, as well. So was there a particular moment or a class where you had this thought that, oh, this is this, this is the major for me. It's not these other things that I thought I was going to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was actually like, I was in the humanities program. Um, so we went on this like trip um, in the beginning of January before we came back. Um, so like I was talking with Dr. Denham, I think, and like talking about like what I wanted to major in. And he was like, yeah, I think global literary theory would be really good for you because I think he was in charge of the major um, at that time or still is. Um, and so, yeah, in that moment, I was like, yes, this really does make sense for me. Um, and I also like the flexibility and that it would allow me to like study abroad two semesters, which was really important to me also. Lily, where were you? Where, which I know the Humes trips were, there were several of them. So where was your particular trip and where were you in the world when you had this epiphany? Right, yeah, we were in South Carolina. Um, yeah, I don't know like exactly where we are, some like famous battle site or something, I think, yeah. <laughs> I love that you had this moment at a, at a um, you know, I don't know, like a um, national park or some sort of park for battlegrounds in, um, in South Carolina, and you chose global, yes, you, and then you went abroad for two semesters, so you moved very far from South Carolina. Yeah, That's great. Definitely. So, are there things that you do outside of your major at Davidson that have been particularly significant? So extracurriculars or different interests that you've pursued while you've been here at Davidson? Um, yeah, I mean, like I, well, recently I started hosting like the podcast for the Davidsonian. So that's been really fun for me, just like thinking about different ways to storytell, I guess. And so like, I've really just enjoyed like having conversations with people. Uh, and I think that also like really helped me with my thesis and like the, the interviews that I did with performers as well um, as a part of that process. So that's something that I really enjoy, just like having conversations with people about the things that they're really passionate about. Um, and has also like kept me informed more about things going on on campus, which I like wasn't as good about doing before that. Um, and then like less connected, I guess, to like my academic like interests. Um, I do also like uh, for my work study work on the farm. 
so that's just like something really fun um, and different that I get to like take a break and you know get dirty just be outside you know yeah the farm's this gorgeous little annex of the college right okay, it feels yeah. like you're so far away even though it's only five minutes yes exactly yeah, that's great uh, well, thank you for the work you do on the farm. The yeah. vegetables are very tasty. You're welcome. I'm glad you enjoy them. Yeah, and I, I think the podcast for the Davidsonian, it's got to be a super exciting time um, to do that in the sense that there are so many things going on between the election and the college response to the pandemic. And I'm sure that there has been um, plenty for you to talk about on that podcast. But you mentioned sort of a connection between the work you're doing on that podcast and your senior thesis project, which is what I wanted to ask you about next. And so um, I wonder if you might say a little bit about, well, tell, you know, tell us what you're, what you're calling the thesis at this point and what it is that you're doing in the thesis research. Right. Um, so basically, it's a comparison of like queer Latina spoken word poets and stand up comedians. Um, but also, like, given our current situation in the pandemic, um, it's kind of like a subtitle of like a, a focus on the study of Zoom performance, like how performance changes within the context of Zoom. Um, so, uh, like in the beginning, I'm just I was kind of thinking about like what happens in these like very intimate performance spaces, like open mic nights, and like the community that um, is built there, and just like seeing a very interesting connection. Um, between the way stand-up is performed and spoken word is performed in these spaces, um, how, how there's like this very interesting like play between audience and um, performer and there's like a real vulnerability um, in those types of performances. Um, and yeah, I guess then like thinking about how intimacy and vulnerability kind of change when you're doing these things online or like over Zoom. So to go back to pre-pandemic and think about, I mean, you obviously had, I'm assuming, already settled on spoken word and comedy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you settle on those as a way to look at queer Latina identity and performance? How did you decide that this, that I, you know, it's going to be stand up and comedy? And then what was the moment in which you realized, wow, this is going to have to change radically because the circumstances in which I'm doing my research have changed? Mm -hmm. First, I've always loved stand up. So I think that I wanted to do something about stand up. Um, so then I was thinking about like, what's unique about stand up? Like, how can I study stand up? Um, and then like through that thought process kind of saw this interesting connection between stand up and spoken word. Um, like in that it's like this single performer um, and that like I was particularly interested when these types of performances happen like in kind of more intimate venues like very intimate spaces um, and how like the performance like just allows for, like I said before, like this vulnerability and play between the audience and the performer. Um, so that's how I like arrived at that. And then I think, um, I don't know the exact moment. I, <laughs> there's just like a lot of chaos at that time in my life, I guess. So I guess it's like when I got home and then you start thinking about everything that's changed. Um, 
and I had a conversation with Dr. Boyer um, because also I had like an Abernathy grant for my summer research. So like having to email them about like how I might still be able to use the grant money um, and adjust my research. Um, and so I'd already been like kind of following some of the venues that I had been planning to visit um, with that grant, like in New York City. Um, and I saw that like some of them were posting about like open mic nights um, over Zoom. And so then I saw that like there was going to be like, it was going to be radically different, but it was like still possible. Um, which I was still disappointed, but then like as I gradually did my research like still disappointed still wish i could have gone to new york of course and like seen these like performers live um but i did like see and like every day like i get more excited about the fact that like i have this unique opportunity to like study zoom performance um and offer something like truly unique to the the field of performance theory yeah, thanks for that. Um, and, and congratulations on the Abernathy grant to do your mm -hmm. summer research. That's exciting. Yeah. yeah, I know that lots of students were scrambling to figure out, is there still a way to do what I was planning on doing? And of course, for a lot of students who were doing international research, there was no way to go about what they had planned to do. Um, and for some students, if labs closed down, then they couldn't do that research. And so the way in which you adapted this is really wonderful. And I was thinking as you were talking about, I fully understand that disappointment that you would feel and not being able to carry out the, this research the way you wanted to. I think so many of us have felt that kind of disappointment over the past um, seven months. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was thinking, um, yeah, two things, one of which you noted, right, is that you ha you've had this moment to do something that is truly unique because nothing existed this quite this way before mm -hmm. and we don't know how long this moment will exist in this way and so there's something that's super um original about the kind of thesis work that you're doing so it, it's very exciting the other thought i had is gosh what what is it going to be like when eventually those performances are happening again and you can return to the physical space and watch it there and and what will you glean from that having had this other other experience of it um which you know is a more hopeful way to think about it i suppose yeah yeah no i'm definitely very excited to go visit um some of the places and some of the people like that i've talked to also um and i think like that's going to be just like a, a very like interesting moment as well just like thinking about like how to readjust to now being in person again like like yes i think it's going to be a very joyful moment but like i think it'll be it'll have its own challenges as well i think i don't know so is there a clip that you might want to share with us from one of these performances yeah um yeah i can share like the um kind of conclusion to one of the open mic nights that um, I was going to like every Thursday night, the New Yorican Poets Cafe um, in New York had like hosts um, a Thursday open mic night. Um, so I can share this clip of the host and kind of her, her concluding words, um, which I think also kind of speak a little bit to the importance of this space community and like the work I'm doing. Great, let's listen to it. I love the poetry. I love the brilliance. I love all of you. I love us. Yes. I love what we do. 
I love what we share. We're a community and we just cannot be broken. This is just, it, it uplifts me every single time. And for all of you out there that are watching and you don't have the courage to share your jokes like Bernita just did or share your poetry or share your truth. It's never too soon and it's never too late. So don't debate or procrastinate. Just write it down like you just can't wait because what you say just might be great. <laughs> I love you guys. Thursday night, open mic, La Bruja, you know how we do. Peace. So, Lily, tell me why why did you pick that moment for us to listen to? Um, yeah, well, first of all, just like I, I really love this this host, La Bruja. Like, I think for me, like over the quarantine, like she's just been a really important figure. Just like I think her positivity and her energy and these like open mic nights um has been really inspiring to me. Um, and I think like this conclusion um, to the open mic night really just speaks to the community that exists um, in these like performance spaces. Um, and also she just talks about like how, how important these nights are to like, I don't know, feeling kind of alive and intimate in, in this time when like we're kind of really, really lacking this intimacy and like any motivation or inspiration, I think that the sharing of art and feeling validated in the sharing of art and feeling like you have a, a community to share this art is really important. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if, you know, when you think about the specific group that you chose to work with and focusing in on queer Latina uh, performers, what um, are particular takeaways that you think you, I mean, I know that you still have more time to research and analyze and write this year since we're sort of more at the beginning of things, but what sort of takeaways do you, do you envision you might have about identity and these performances in this space? Um, yeah, I mean, like, I just started these past couple of weeks reading more, like, or like going more deeply into the the theory around like the the queer and Latina identities um, that I'm working with, um, and I guess like one overarching thing theme that I've keep coming back to is kind of healing um, and like poetry and like and writing generally as like a healing process. Um, and I don't know like. I've also re been reading like about this, the concept of like theory in the flesh. So like just thinking about like, yes, my major is based in like literary theory, but like, I don't know, I've always been more like into the idea of theory as something that's based more in experience and like, and sensation um, and like writing about that um, rather than the, I don't know, more, more of the, the head and the philosophical um and i so so i think that's like really connected to kind of um the the theory that comes from like latina and queer theorists um and then also is there is there one in particular that's been you know important for you thus far theorist theorist um yeah like sherry moraga um mm -hmm. 
has been, I think, for me, very important. Um, and then Ansel Dula um, has been very important talking about, like, yeah, theory in the flesh. Um, and they, like, collect, um, I've been reading the uh, anthologies they collect of, like, like Latina and, and queer artists. And so having these, like, anthologies of writing of poetry and stories, but, like, having those poetry and stories be the theory. I guess, yeah. Well, they're certainly pioneers. And so it's exciting to think about you using their work to inform what's happening in this moment that is, you know, um, very much unique that they wouldn't have necessarily imagined. And so using them in a way that I think is really original and creative. And as CIS director, I will eventually read your thesis this year. So I'm very excited to see how it all comes together. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I have a couple more questions and I suppose one is, um, and this is like the classic senior question, um, but where, where do you see yourself in, in five years? Is there, you know, if there were a dream job or a dream sort of research gig, or would you be performing stand-up comedy somewhere? Where would you like to be in five years? Yeah, I mean, like, like I said in the beginning, like, I've always been a person that it's, it's kind of hard for me to say, like, one thing that I want to focus on, like, I prefer to keep things a little bit open, but um, I don't, and also like with the pandemic, I think like just like plans feel a little bit thrown off. Um, but like thinking about like the dream, I guess, like I've always wanted to like do creative writing, like try to be a creative writer in some way. Um, whether that like lead to performance as well, or just be like, um, yeah, more focusing on the, the written text. Um, and then, like, I think this whole process has been interesting. I've never thought of, like, studying performance, but it just ended up, like, that the types of literature, like, that I chose are, are performative literatures. Um, so then I've also been thinking about, yeah, maybe going to, to graduate school um, and do a PhD, like, specifically in performance theory. Um, yeah. Those are, those are exciting dreams, for sure, Lily. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So the final question, and I always ask the CIS majors this, but if you had any advice that you would give to students who were thinking that they might want to major in something through the center, what would it be? Um, advice. I mean, like I would, I definitely like um, recommend doing CIS. I like the, the freedom that you have. Um, but for me, I guess like the very important thing for CIS is this like final project is like the thesis or the capstone. So like really thinking about like something that you would be really passionate about um, and like coming into the major even like with like ideas in mind about like what you'd wanna be stu studying. Cause I think to me, like that's like the, the key part of a CIS major. That's exciting to hear. It should be, right? I mean, that's the idea of it. And that's what a lot a lot of students allude to in their applications. So, oh, it's great to hear that you feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining us today and good luck with uh, the continued work on the thesis. And I will look forward to reading it in the spring. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.